What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Cool Talks. I'm your host, Grady Cool, and with me I have my two lovely co-hosts, Drew and Jack. And on this show, we like to get the perspectives of people from all walks of life in order to hear some of their life lessons and maybe apply them to ourselves. This week, we have our lovely guest, Creon Padici, and he has his own different podcast, and this week we are going to be talking about all of the different cultures he's lived in and some of the differences and what he's enjoyed most about them. Would you like to say hi? everyone it's a pleasure to be here <laughs> all right now let's hop into things okay well to kick things off so where all of you lived and when and kind of what brought you between those locations so i'm originally from south africa my first move was to uh, worcester massachusetts uh, for school and from massachusetts i left 2006 and moved to ireland for school as well uh, and then from Ireland, South Korea, and South Korea to Taiwan, where I live right now. Okay. And cool. uh, basically, uh, school, school. Hmm. Um, I left Ireland because at that point it was like 2000, 2008. The uh, European economy was tanking. And uh, a recruiter there was like, hey, yeah, you're probably not going to get a job here. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, do, I do I have a choice to, to go back to South Africa or do you want to you know, not go back? So I was like, I don't want to go back. So let's <laughs> try Korea. And uh, Korea was really awesome. And then in Korea, I had a chance to visit Taiwan. And I went to Taiwan. I'm like, oh, man, the food is really nice. People are really nice. Let's give this a go. And then I moved here in 2009. And I've been here ever since. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So when you went to Massachusetts and Ireland for school, was that college or like undergrad? Uh, uh, undergrad for Massachusetts or, and oops. master's for Ireland. <laughs> okay. Okay, very cool. Gotcha. What so, was your education in? So I did business administration with a focus in accounting in Massachusetts and then a master's of international business in Ireland. Oh. And what made you want to jump around the world for your degrees? Um, okay, th th that's a more complicated <laughs> story, but <laughs> the, the, the gist of it is, um, it, when I was brought up in South Africa, I was born in 1982, so at that time, apartheid was still going on, so uh, people of color were all segregated into different areas, and you weren't allowed to mix, so Indian and black people didn't mix with white people, you, you lived in an Indian-only area, um, I'm not India Indian, I'm like fourth generation South African Indian because the British brought the Indians over to cut sugar cane in South Africa like 200 years ago. Gotcha. Um, Long time. Yeah. So in 1990, uh, due to pressure from the UN, the government said, okay, you know, if you're a highly educated person of color, you get to live in a white only area and go to a white only school. And my father was like, yeah, you guys, we should do that, you know, because it's good education. And so we moved to uh, the name of my town I grew up in was called Westville. And uh, I went to a white only school and was one of three people out of like a thousand kids of color. And it didn't go well, of course, for like <laughs> 10 years. White people were like, why are you here? You know, you're not the same as us. You're less educated, you know, lots of other less polite words. I and <laughs> and I, I, so I, I had a little bit of a rough, teenage childhood uh, whatever you want to call it and right. so it, it made me this sounds bad because it made me hate south africa and don't, don't get me wrong south africa is wonderful so 
when I was getting towards the end of high school, I was like, told my parents, like, I, I, I want to leave. I want to go to somewhere else to study. And uh, I chose America. And my dad was like, sure, you get to do it. But, you know, you won't have a lot of support. I'm like, that's fine. And that's why I went to America. And then after America, uh, because in the States, right, as, as a foreign student, you, you get your four-year visa, visa. And then after that, you have two years, what's called a optional practical training, OPT. And mm-hmm. uh, in that two years, if a company can sponsor you, you get to stay in America. Uh, my company, because at that time, uh, the second George Bush was president, and uh, we had, I think there were like 75,000 visas, and these visas usually go for like uh, people who work at IBM or Google or Facebook, and right, I didn't sure. make it in. So oh. my boss was like, sorry, uh, you need to leave. I was like, okay. And I told my right. parents, and my parents were like, oh, you should come to Ireland because um, my dad studied medicine in Ireland. Uh, he's a doctor. And so they were living in Ireland at that time. They're like, yeah, come mm. to your master's. I'm like, sure, why not? And that's how I got to Ireland. Huh. Nice. So it was almost because you're, family had moved there is almost like returning home even though you'd never been there before yeah pretty much nice i guess it, it does uh sound good you know on paper to have a international business degree having been internationally <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> that's a mouthful yeah how many times what? can you say international in a sentence before you i'm sure we'll meeting? test it today oh yeah <laughs> but, and then how did you decide on korea or South Korea? Um, South Korea, yes. Uh, definitely not North Korea. Good distinction. Good <laughs> I, I feel like when you say Korea, people just kind of assume. you got to specify oh, yeah. it's yeah. not South Korea. I don't think you can really just move to North Korea unless you you know know somebody <laughs> or you're granted some sort of special permissions. Fair enough. Yeah, but... I, think, I think Grady's right there. <laughs> um, South Korea was just basically because I didn't want to go back to South Africa. Um, my best friend in college in Massachusetts was Korean, and he had introduced me to a lot about Korean culture. I know you could make pretty decent money as a teacher uh, in Korea, and I was like, oh, let me just give it a try. I replied, did a whole mountain of paperwork, and eventually <laughs> was accepted at a like government, um, what we call it uh, here in Asia, they call them cram schools, and I was like, yeah. oh, cool, mm-hmm. let's go, and I went there, and it was pretty awesome for a year. Nice. Nice. Was it weird having to kind of just up and leave everything behind every couple of years like that? Um, because you'd been in moving South around. Africa, leaving South Africa was difficult. Uh, leaving America also difficult. Leaving Ireland uh, because of it was my first time. Because, I mean, America was English. Ireland was English culture, very similar. But going to Korea mm-hmm. was like not difficult, but just really anxiety. Lots of anxiety. Very nervous. And the language barrier was a big issue because I, of course, I didn't speak Korean. And uh, it, it was just going to Korea was like the biggest difficulty just because I was so worried about everything. Mm. So it was just like a major risk. You didn't know how, if you would be able to get by while you're there if you don't speak it. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew I could get, like, like, survive because that school that I worked at was pretty big. There were at least like 14 other foreign teachers there and everyone spoke English. But just in general, a lot of people, when they go to non-English speaking countries, they they get lonely because there's no one else to converse with or they just don't like the food or they don't like the way the culture works. And but like in Korea, I remember like 
taking the MRT or sitting in the bus and nobody talks because that's just not <laughs> what Asian people do. So you have to keep quiet. Uh, and, you know, I was on there and my co-teacher was like, stop talking. <laughs> Wait until we get off the bus for you to talk. I'm like, oh, okay. A little bit of a culture shock, I bet. Yeah. So how did you end up moving to Taiwan after that? I'm not 100% sure. What language do they speak in Taiwan? Taiwan, they speak Chinese, um, mm-hmm. but like different what? from mainland China. China. Yeah, not I, I thought there were yeah. like four or five different languages in China. Dialects. Um, so in China, Chinese, and there's uh, Cantonese as yeah. well, which is the two main. And there, are, of course, there are a lot of lots, tons of local dialects. Uh, in Taiwan, there's uh, Chinese, Taiwanese, and we have uh, Aboriginal Taiwanese people, so they each have their own language. So they're like nine, nine, nine tribes? Nine tribes? Yes. Oh, geez. As you know, so the, there's, there's actually another third language, which is called Hakka, which is, yeah, so three main languages plus the Aboriginal languages. That's pretty cool. So how much have you picked up? No, no, so I just speak Chinese. So like when I was okay. in the States, I like studied Spanish and korean a little bit of korean and korea but that's all been wiped out after 13 years of living in taiwan so mm, in my enough. brain is just <laughs> you don't use it you lose it yeah, yeah. oh yeah totally true okay so out of, out of all of these countries uh, how have you so you, you've been like a foreigner in all of these in all of these countries how has the experience been in each one has one been like more open and more friendly versus any of the others they were all pretty friendly, but like, I would say, I wouldn't say, I would say is, I, I'm turning 39 and, and in my experience, I sort of like uh, crystallized two moments. One is living in America. Uh, one is living in Korea as sort of the defining moments of my life uh, in the sense, because I was like, I went to an all boys school because most schools mm. in South Africa are all boys and all girls. Uh, the private schools are co-educational. So when I moved to America and this university I went to in America was like uh, one one dude for every six girls. So oh. I was super <laughs> shy. I bet. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I was super shy and, and very quiet. And I credit America with making me a talkative person. Uh, I'm a confident person as well. So I, I always tell people like, because lots of Taiwanese people go to America to study. I say America is a wonderful place because it'll get you out of your shell and, and be, um, I hate to say that, like stereotypically American, you know, confident. We're loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he raises and, his and, voice. And, and... <laughs> it's like, that was the joke, you guys. <laughs> and then in Korea was just sort of the understanding what kind of society I like, which is why I have uh, friends from Massachusetts, like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I'd love to come back, but I'm definitely more, I feel more satisfied living in Asia than having lived in the West before. Hmm, Very cool. I feel like that kind of leads us into our next question. So, personally, I haven't gotten to live a whole lot of different places. Lived in Wisconsin, which is different state and then lived here in Arizona. These guys have also both pretty much lived here indefinitely. So I haven't really gotten to see different places and go, man, I think I would want to live here or here, but I feel like you uniquely have the experience of being able to live at all these different places for, you know, more than two or three months at a time, like actually being a part of the culture, assimilating all of that. So 
out of all of your experiences, if you had the choice of where you wanted to live, where would it be and why? I mean, is it where you are right now or is would you want to go back somewhere? Um, if I had a choice, yes. uh, that would be super easy, Japan. Um, I've been to Japan like two, three times. Because, um, I mean, I was a kid. I grew up with Nintendo and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, I used to know all these stories about Japan and, and the technology. And when I went there, I was like, oh, that is awesome. Uh, but, but mainly the reason is uh, I love Taiwan and I love the people and the language. Uh, but I miss, like, Western sounds unhealthy but i miss western sugar because <laughs> people don't like sweet stuff at all Jeez. Uh, like, like cakes and chocolate and cookies and stuff they're all like very watered down and like you go to like the cookies aisle and like like nabisco like you know chips ahoy cookies taste very different from america chips ahoy cookies mm. <laughs> interesting and i didn't know they say, did that that does kind of make sense well i suppose yeah you ever had like some asian snacks they're very yeah like he said kind of muted yeah huh. yeah drew, drew, drew is so though. right um <laughs> i yeah i, I miss but like when i went to japan like dunkin donuts in japan taste like dunkin donuts in america and they have <laughs> we did like, in america oh god i so let's see your asian culture and the american food <laughs> yes like, like japan to me i always tell people that japan is like the best mix of asian culture and it has all the advantages of having like 111 million people and having catering or choices for all the different kinds of people that live in japan you know good sushi good western food arby's wendy's <laughs> oh, yeah. all the stuff i miss all the time That's exactly what i think of when i think of japan yeah. <laughs> american <laughs> fast food chains from the outside it definitely <laughs> seems like they've assimilated a lot more to western culture and I, I don't know as a result it seems like a lot of western countries have also adopted a lot more of japanese culture i mean oh yeah see how big like different gaming companies have been yeah. anime i mean just kind of traditions in general Pretty, it's pretty good uh, or good, easy way to assimilate your culture by you know occupying a country for a little while <laughs> after a major world war. Jeez. Oh, geez. I mean, if you say that, the, there's a we are a melting pot. Yeah, actually, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, on that note of cultures, <clears throat> next question here. Uh, what, what was the experience like changing through all of these cultures? You already mentioned that you know the food has been a pretty big one. Any anything else jump out at you? Um. I mean, like going to America, I remember uh, the very, very famous because I landed in America. Just my 18th birthday was on the plane flying from <laughs> South Africa to Zurich, Zurich to Boston. And I was in the Boston airport waiting for my cousin and her husband to pick me up. And this lady was talking about her boyfriend really loudly. And she was saying, she's like, oh, man, this guy is great in bed and blah, 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 blah. Literally wow. everybody <laughs> in the airport could hear i'm like is this what america is like not typically <laughs> that's such a representative story of going to an american airport yeah. i was over in the east coast of the united states for an internship for a couple months and was living over there and everyone dresses a lot more modestly over there because the weather tends to be colder you come back to arizona it's over 100 degrees during the day and people hardly wear any clothes so you come back and you're like ah i guess this is how it is i guess i can assimilate 
can I ask you guys a question? I mean, because I've uh, heard sure. lots about Arizona and the weather. And I grew up in a hot country, South Africa, of course. So, I mean, like for me, the first chance I was like, I want to leave, go somewhere cold. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys had a choice, similar question you guys asked me, like where would you guys want to live outside of America? Outside of America? Mm. Australia, Yeah, probably. I'd go with Australia. I, learning another language when English is your first language just feels so hard between uh, the entire internet seeming to run a, a large section of it just on English and then... Trying to learn another language in general sounds really hard. Other than that, maybe Japan. I, mm. Yeah. Personally, my first choice is Australia as well, although I kind of like the idea. <laughs> three uh, three I, well, copies. I also very much like the idea of either Ireland or the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah, Drew wants Why access Australia? to recreational drugs. It's such it's, a strange choice. It's so culturally similar, let's be honest. Personally, for me, it's because I love the Great Barrier Reef and wow. everything. I want to be around water. There's definitely it's definitely a fairly popular one for I speak English, don't like the United States, and I still want to live in a rich country. Yeah, Let's go either over there or to Britain. It's like what country uh, can you go to that speaks the same language and still bags on the United Kingdom? It's pretty much just Australia. I think there's a lot of places that speak English. I don't know. Or at least but do they also hate Britain? Because like I can't make Britain jokes in Britain. Uh, yes, you can. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> Also, Australia is not too far from Japan or New Zealand. All some pretty yeah. pretty cool places you can Although, visit over there. I do also think that we're all very limited in our kind of awareness of the world Skull. and what it's like to live in different places. Because, I mean, Jack, have you even left the continent? Uh, no, no, I've never left the country. Yeah. I, I got my passport like two months ago. So. Yeah, and I've never left the continent. There's a certain scope to, oh, I'm aware of about 15 countries in the entire world of what their culture's like. What is the rest of the world like? Who knows? Yeah, so the idea of anything that's that far away, I can only imagine that our views of that's so incorrect, you know? That makes sense. Because, I mean, I imagine when you went from country to country, how often was it exactly what you thought it would be like when you got there? Oh, Jesus, never. Uh, yeah. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm sure you Ireland weren't expecting that phone call out loud. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland's exactly what you expected? Uh, because um, my, again, this goes back to uh, South African history. You know, if you were a person of color, you couldn't study university, my dad's generation. So you had to go outside. So he was given a scholarship by the UN to study medicine in Ireland. So my parents, before I was born, had already lived in Ireland for a mm. good 15 years. Mm. So okay. before I moved to Ireland, I'd already heard lots of stories about the people, the weather, the food, the culture. And so when I got to Ireland, it was, it was what I expected. Okay, that's good. Good preparation there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ireland was not, but Korea, totally different. <laughs> Taiwan, definitely totally different. And America, of course. This is just kind of personal curiosity. What, like thing about each country was the most wrong from what you expected it to be like um most wrong or like you expected it to be a and it was just completely not um let me think because i mean this is, this is also too stereotypical so i apologize for this it's like i watched a lot of the simpsons and a lot of american tv shows in south africa so i mean that it was my a lot of the culture here as well like yeah. it's not completely misconceived <laughs> <laughs> so i mean 
off the top of my head, I can't think of every anything that because I mean, like American people were really friendly when I was living in America. People were, you know, very opinionated and very individualistic, and that's literally all. So I mean, I mean, in six years living there, I can't think of. Um, ah, ah, yes. Uh, in college, like people expect Americans to have like a really wild college life, and mm. my parents were like always asking me, like, like, are you going to parties? Are you drinking a lot and stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 because I, I worked part time for like four years in college. I had no time to party or anything like that. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe that was the difference, and it could have just been my circumstances. Um, in Korea, Korea, the the biggest difference I would say was the food, because people were like, oh, Korean food is very varied, and it is, but I pretty much ate like the same thing a few days out of the week. So that that's one of the reasons I left mm. Korea for Taiwan is because Taiwan's food is much more varied. Um, and then, then in Taiwan, the thing that was the total opposite than what I expected was the the air pollu air quality. I moved to Taiwan. I was like, you know, oh, this is an island. You know, it should have like like weather like Ireland or weather like Hawaii. Um, but now people ride motorcycles here all the time mm, yeah, and okay. there are loads of factories you know of course because people make you know chips cpus and gpus and stuff right. in taiwan ooh, so lots of that and so the air is horrible sorry makes <laughs> sense yeah that, that makes sense a lot of production there well, it would kind of suck living somewhere with dirty air personally our oh, air yeah, is dirty. What? <laughs> clean air. Yes, but I like I can get away to clean air. Like Drew, we live in oh. in between a bowl of mountains that just traps all of the pollution into it, and we just sit in there. It's so different though from how bad it can get in some other countries. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's okay. It's it's definitely okay. Our tap water, okay. Air, I, okay. I can definitely understand <laughs> the. Uh, the motorcycle thing I wouldn't have anticipated, but I, I could understand like lots of factories definitely putting a lot of pollution in the air. Yes, and we also get that there's the the jet stream, you know, that comes down from the poles. Uh, so like in November, it brings a lot of pollution over from the mainland to Taiwan as well, because we are like an hour away from the mainland. It, it can't help living, you know, just across from you know, Hong Kong and Shenzhen and all, all of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Major yeah, industrial I mean, centers. Yes. Uh, Korea, they get it as well. When I lived in Korea, um, they called it the yellow dust season where yellow dust, and you can see it. I remember it was November in Korea, and you see this dust in winter, and it looks like snow, but it is definitely not snow. It is pollution. So you have to <laughs> no, it's, like, it's like that thick. Jeez. It's not what you think. That's, that's horrifying. <laughs> It is, it is, it is. <laughs> Korea is in the post-apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> okay. And on to the next question. No segue. We're not like No that. segue. I don't do those. <laughs> so how have the people around you shaped each of your experiences in each country? Um, so in America, of course, um, funnily enough, I, I had a lot of international friends in America and some American friends, but just people like, just, you know, be who you are, uh, be what you want to be, 
you know, your opinions matter. Don't be influenced by parents or family or that sort of stuff. Um, in in Ireland, not so much. In Korea, um, I I had an ex girlfriend who was like, um, I'm I'm like eighty. I was a hundred and something kilograms in Korea, so a little bit more, you know, on the face. <laughs> and I, I I had a co teacher who was like, you know. I don't care who you are, what you look like. I, I love you for you. And that to me was an experience of not loving someone for their personality or, or other stuff. It's just, was like a first experience of just like, we didn't really know each other. It's just like, I, I love you for who you are. And that sort of changed my idea about love and relationships and life in, in general. And uh, in Taiwan was just, I had, um, I had a lot of, I have mostly Taiwanese friends now, very few English speaking friends. And those friends sort of gave me access to the language and to the culture. So uh, where a lot of people come to Taiwan, I mean, I've been here 13 years and I've seen friends from New Zealand, friends from, I had a guy from Chicago, a coworker, <laughs> and he was here and he was after like six months, he was pretty sure the Taiwanese environment was trying to kill him because he got sick, <laughs> had bad luck all Stop the time. The like, Man, I can't live here anymore. It was like, I'm, I'm going back to Chicago. Uh, and so he left and another guy, he came here. Um, he, he had a hard time with food. His girlfriend broke up with him. Oh, and mm. it's like, I'm leaving as well. So I'm, I'm very thankful to my friends who like, gave me the ability so when I leave my apartment here my neighbors you know will speak to me hey how's it going how are things going or <laughs> I have this problem or anywhere I go I can talk and answer questions and give my opinion and stuff and so it, it, it it's I'm eternally grateful to friends and my partner as well she uh, she forces me to speak Chinese I don't hmm. speak English at home which <laughs> kind of sucks but it's kind of good at the same time oh I hope we don't get um, you in trouble <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, she's cool because it, it's it's for my job, so it's it's no yeah. problem. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. So just kind of that connection to the people around you is what really helps you want to stay somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having the ability to feel like uh like, like I always tell people, I feel like I'm a cog in the giant Taiwanese machine, and it's <laughs> it is really comforting in a sense that you know you know where your place is and. I grew up not having a lot of control in my life. So I, I, this is probably like a psychological thing where I seek control in my routines and my life. And uh, that's why I love it here. I love Asia in general, because you do get that sense of control and where you are in society. Hmm. Huh. How do other people see you? Like when, when, when they look at you or talk to you, like where do they think you're from? Or like, how do they, what, what do they refer to you as? So uh, in Taiwan, a lot of people think I'm Aboriginal Taiwanese because, uh, you know, Polynesian people, yeah. the islands, like going from Australia, uh, going um, to Thailand, Indonesia, Aboriginal people are darker skinned. They have big eyes as opposed to like, I was, you know, thinner, smaller Asian eyes. Um, so a lot of people, because you still wear face masks in Taiwan because of coronavirus and the right. law here is that uh, everybody wears a face mask outside. And if you don't wear a face mask, uh, you can get fined just by like, if I saw Grady walking outside and he wasn't wearing a face mask, I could take my phone, take a picture, 
send a picture to the government, the government will say, hey, Grady, we know who you are. Pay us 15 US dollars as oh a fine. Oh my gosh. And I oh would my. get a portion of that fine oh, as bad as- Oh, it's a bounty? As... Oh my gosh. That's yeah, actually yeah. really smart. Yearbook photos, just cutting them out like, you, <laughs> Grady. <laughs> so um, I, I get confused from Aboriginal Taiwanese people all the time and people uh, people who know I used to be a former teacher, they will say Lao Shi, which is teacher. Um, or uh, people will call me by my Chinese name. Um, my last name is Padiachi, which is an Indian name, but they short it to Pan. So they'll say, oh, Mr. Pan, Pan Xiezeng, blah, 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 blah. And that's usually how people will address me as. All right, hmm. interesting. So you've had this kind of evolving, ever-changing identity then. Oh, yes, 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 exactly. Very cool. Another one of your uh, identities might be uh, as a podcaster. That's how you do a segue. All right. So what is your podcast about? So um, I just started uh, podcasting on a, on a, like a monetary level because I have a personal Mm. podcast that I started a year ago. Mm. And then I applied for this job that's uh, with a company that's based in New York and Zurich. And I said, hey, I've been podcasting on my own. Um, I could help you guys do your corporate podcast. So my company podcast is uh, about crypto, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I get to talk about crypto. Usually we just sort of, uh, we interview people. I just had our first outside guests probably last week. And um, we say, you know, what is your story about crypto? We talk about that guy. We talked about his particular project, and then we talk about like the latest news, like um, what is Bitcoin doing, or like the uh, the Fed just said we don't plan to outlaw cryptocurrency in the U.S., which of course is is fantastic news for everyone in America. <laughs> so just crypto in general. Stonks. Exactly. Very Jack. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean China is uh, China just outlawed it, right? Although they've done that yeah, before. Yeah. Um, that's a bigger story though because the chinese have been sort of clamping down on big companies like alibaba on uh, famous movie stars and on culture on video games and uh president she's just sort of like clamping stuff down because they've realized that in, in a it once you let people you know become too famous like jack Ma or like famous oh, movie yeah. stars people start to follow them and that of course endangers you supposed to be following the chinese communist party mm-hmm he says this that from Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, where we just had like 38 Chinese planes violate the Chinese, uh, the Taiwanese air defense zone like two days ago. Oh, geez. That's good times. But those borderlines seems like they've been very messed with over time. Oh, geopolitics. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. good to exactly. be an international <laughs> businessman, I guess. You could always pack up so, and leave. You got one podcast where you're talking about crypto and stuff like that what's the personal one about the personal one of course uh i am a big gamer if you could see my <laughs> rgb keyboard and my rgb computer <laughs> right there um, with you, you. <laughs> <laughs> so i love I've, I've i mean i the first game i played was back in the 80s you guys are like in your 20s right i would imagine yes. yeah yeah highly I'm... familiar with games that have come out at that time but did not play them when they first came out <laughs> So like in the early 90s, uh, we had like a 286. So the process was 286 megahertz. And we had a monochrome monitor, uh, which was just black and orange, I remember. <laughs> ah, what a bold and, choice. And that st- 
started my gaming addiction there. Um, I've got a Switch um, as well because now I, I work from home. So I'm, I really hate working like eight hours and then sitting for another two hours playing like Civilization Six or Deathloop <laughs> or that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I'm a gamer. The other podcast is about gaming. Gotcha. Very cool. That, that that combo of things fits me very well. That most of my free time is like either finance or going to video games. So what do you guys play? How um, do you play Grady? Personally, I tried to go pro at a game called Smite. I still keep up with the. Oh yeah, scene. I know Smite. Smite um, is really famous. Yeah, big free to play game. Um, <laughs> and then I also have been playing Pokemon like almost every facet of it since i was a little kid so mostly those two i occasionally pick up a single player game like i'm playing through the witcher 3 right now but mm. nice. what about drew and jack do you guys game uh i do i've been on a bit of a single I player kick recently actually so i've been playing cyber I, some of the old ones i never got to play because i recently got a good computer so i'm playing cyberpunk i'm playing a whole lot of warhammer games uh nice. some total war ones those kind of things a lot of old classic ones as well yeah as as for me i i'm pretty much exclusively a halo player <laughs> all, the, oh, all okay. the oldies but um you know hyped for infinite it's gonna be great uh, guys. i, I want to get back into halo also i'm <laughs> trash at starcraft so i'm sure literally anybody in korea when you're living there could have whooped my ass in it because they're Famously they whooped my ass as well, so I yeah. gave up on StarCraft when I moved to Korea. <laughs> yeah, it's like you Jeez. just have like the little old lady living next door, and she's like, "Oh, hey, you suck at StarCraft." Thanks, thank just, you. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Bad APM. I <laughs> know. I don't understand. All right. I think so, you guys are young, man. I'm turning 39, and my APM is just can't do it anymore. I can't do strategy games. I'll just <laughs> die. It, at least not RTSs. That's when you start yeah. picking games that don't require reaction time as much. That's what I think I really enjoy about competitive Pokemon. Is like you, you can take all the time you want. Exactly. Like I play, I do a lot of CCGs like Hearthstone and uh, other mm, stuff. Yeah. These Works days, real just because well, you can. Yeah. Um, so if people want to find your podcast, where can they find you at? So I mean, I would imagine like a lot of podcasts podcasters you guys are hosted on some site and that allows you to be on uh, google apple uh amazon whatever you want to be so i'm my podcast name is inside crypto and you can find it anywhere you just google inside and crypto it'll pop up um it's pretty easy gotcha very nice is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up i don't think so no all good here Creon. no I'm, I'm i'm really thankful for grady for you having me on and um, listeners, I apologize to Grady about the whole time zone stuff because we, <laughs> I, I have only lived on the East Coast of like 12 hours. That's what oh. it is. And then it, he was like, oh, Arizona, I don't know where that is. It, it's a very confusing It's mess. a single state I'm glad state that we got the zone. interview all set up. I but... hope our massive audience can forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, we are in for it. Sir. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe for more videos in the future, and we will see you all in the next one. Bye.